Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust, a podcast for digital transformation leaders where we discuss the latest cyber attack issues, enterprise security strategies, and current security events so that you can successfully accelerate network and security transformation. And now here's what's on our mind this week. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Cloudy with a Chance of Trust. Through the episodes, we've talked mergers, acquisitions, and divestitures. But today we actually have our partners in the industry, Tata Consulting Services, Praveen Basin, who's managing partner there at TCS, with us with Sammy, one of our managing partners of the Zscaler M&A and Divestiture Group, here to talk more in detail about what they're actually seeing in the market. Praveen, Sammy, thank you so much for joining me. Praveen, if you could, we're going to start with you. Could you give us a little um, insight into your role at Tata Consulting Services and, and you know, what are you responsible for there? Thank you. Ma'am, um, I've been with TCS for quite a few years now. My focus here is uh, I lead a merger and acquisition practice for America's and Asia-Pac region. I have counterparts in Europe and UK. So we have divided the globe in that in three, in those three leaders, reporting into our overall vice president who sort of heads overall consulting division. And uh, we have been seeing a lot of good trends, especially from MA perspective, what's going on in the market. And prior to coming to TCS, I worked almost for 20 years with X Big Force, with PwC, EY, Boozal. Tara. Consulting services, um, as you know, you just touched on, you're focused in the mergers, acquisitions, and divestitures arena. It's such a hot topic, and I'm so excited to have you here. And and Sammy, can you talk a little bit about your role here at Zscaler? Sure. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I lead the go-to-market uh, practice for M&A, focused on our southeast and central regions. I've been here for what 15 months now in Zscaler. So year two of our practice, prior to this, I was uh, at EY Parthenon m and Advisory Practice, same place where Praveen used to be at EY, and then prior to that, uh, at Deloitte. Thanks, Sammy. And so Praveen, we're going to kick this off with uh, so many are, you know, are active with acquisitions today. Could you give our audience um, some some trends and some insight into what you're actually seeing in the marketplace relative to M&A and, and for that matter, divestors as well? Uh, absolutely. So when we look at our book of business that we have in front of and the projections that we are seeing in the market, there are a couple of sectors that stand out from M&A point of view, life sciences, manufacturing, healthcare, and retail, right? And the reason we are seeing, based on our book of business, these sectors, because there is a significant amount of money that has been sitting aside. So even if you look at life sciences and healthcare, over $2 trillion that are sitting out there, both with the PE firms and corporations, to be invested properly, right? And if the past is any prelude to the future, if you look at in past downturns and recession, these things happened. The companies who sort of positioned themselves and acquired the asset at this time set themselves for a jump start in their future growth, creation of shareholder value, creation of employee values, right, and happiness and satisfaction. 
So based on that, we are seeing companies are taking those past lessons learned and sort of deploying. Yes, there is a mix of it. We are not saying everyone is doing that. And if you look at recent uh, activities that are happening, in the, especially in the healthcare side, Cordis recently acquiring a, an, uh, another company by MedAlliance from Switzerland. If you look at what J&J is doing with their consumer business, GSK is, and Pfizer did together for their consumer business uh, separation. There's a lot of activity going on. And when you look at manufacturing side, G Healthcare is putting into going to be creating three basically large Fortune 100 companies, right, which further are going to have a potential now and autonomy to do investments and do acquisition from their perspective because they want to grow from there where they are. Similarly, when you go to retail, you saw the Albertson and uh, Kroger announced an integration activity, Walmart as the, another large transaction going on. So there is a huge opportunity. And the reason these transactions are happening from the two folds, right? One, because there is a whole business ecosystem that's changing, right? Amazon disrupting the retail market, Amazon and Apple disrupting the healthcare market, right? Similarly, when you look at manufacturing side, automotive industries and all, rather than the whole monolithic view of what everything I need to own has been disrupted completely. Now they're looking how do they become hub and spoke, spoke model in this broader ecosystem where consumer is asking, why do I need to go to 15 parties to get services when you are providing? You are an auto provider to me. You provide me a loan. Why insurance not there? What are you telling me to look at my health health factor? How are you taking my health and providing me better rates on these things, right? So this ecosystem is changing. So as future is evolving, the transactions are going to be more and more there. So we do see that trend in M&A activity will stay strong for next five to 10 years. Wow, that, that's interesting. So let me ask you this. When, when they reach out to TCS, which is ultimately for everybody listening, right? If you haven't figured out Tata Consulting Services, when they reach out to you, Praveen, in your organization, irrelevant of where it is in the world, what are they actually looking for assistance in when, when they're reaching out to you? So if I, if I were to look at the, the reachbacks that are happening, mostly they're happening from either the CFO organization or CO or CIO organization, right? Because as the transactions are going on, and as you look at the, the way transactions have been served in past, they have been served by three unique type of parties, right? You have the Baines McKinsey's of the of world who are doing the upfront strategy with the board and CEOs, right? Then you have big fours who have been playing a strategic role in terms of program management and degree of execution. And then the our firm, which also plays in the same arena, but has a lot of contextual knowledge of executing those things, right? So there has been a gap in terms of when it comes to those last two layers, everyone has a role to play, but there is a shift that's happening where there's a co better continuity of and handoff is expected by these clients and play in a more basically multi-vendor ecosystem in a more concrete and cons in a coordinated manner. So we are getting pulled into those upfront discussions also and bring the pragmatism of what it will take to do while working with the other partners in the ecosystem. And then so Praveen, take that a little bit further. So not only can you help an organization make sure, number one, it's the right acquisition for them, you can come in, structure how somebody would proceed then day one of an, um, of an integration. And then would you be hands-on also your organization? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So what the role we play in a transaction life cycle, if you look at the diligence part of me, the diligence part of activity, the sign to close activity and post close activity. But we also offer 
even you look at from divestiture perspective and you bring in the PE flavor to it, there's an operate part of post-exit, right? Because they are creating a portfolio and a couple of years they want to exit. So both from an organization that's divesting and a PE firm that's creating a combined portfolio, we can provide them, help them create the day one ready organization. And when we mean the day one ready organization, let me expand on that. This is not what just TCS offered. The TCS ecosystem that comes along with that, our partnership with Oracle, our partnership with Zscaler, because we have found integrating Zscaler has helped us expedite the transaction, both from day one execution perspective and post day one execution. Also have helped us sort of enhance and avoid the threats that come, cyber attacks that come in the transaction lifecycle when companies are going through. Well, I think, you know, when you acquire a company, you're not quite sure, right? Number one, what is their risk profile? What is their security that they have in place too? So the Zscaler kind of ties into that to your point. So when you're actually going in, in these organizations, do you tend to find a traditional mindset? Because you're actually talking about more modern SaaS-based cloud solutions and applying that. But are you finding a, a traditional mindset yet with those organizations relative to how they want to proceed with their play, their integration playbook and so forth? Or are they or are they kind of partial to it, to open mindset? So let me let me look at a little bit in past and say what present and future the conversations we're having in that regard. If I were to look at three years ago, yes, the mindset was let's be safe because we don't want to do huge investments. Let's follow a traditional model. It has been working for us, right? But now if you look at in last three, four years, the change in the business ecosystem, look at what KLM did from their perspective, right? How they're integrating with auto provider, insurance provider, healthcare providers, even to the point um, Uber and services so that customers can have a very integrated experience. They had to look at this transaction, execution of transaction differently, right? So going forward, what we are seeing in presently, they are looking, asking for modern ways of doing it. And they're not only the reason because of the business ecosystem, because they want to make sure that synergies are also realized in a faster manner, right? Because organizations are not a static activity. They are always evolving. Business demands are changing. So to accommodate that, the new ways of doing transaction has to come into play and companies are becoming more and more open to it, right? How do I make it faster? How do I make it sooner? How do I realize it? Because new program is going to come, new acquisition is going to come, and I cannot keep on letting them hang out. So in that regard, upfront itself, we have a conversation with our clients. What's the right strategy for you for vertical integration and horizontal integration across the business function, right? And once you have set that, then the technology ecosystem can come to enable that. And again, it's changing, showing them how they can do it differently, right? Yes. And speed Absolutely. to time. Synergy Absolutely. savings, you know, in my past when I used to do this um, in my old world, it's amazing how that synergy savings we would try to bring up our savings as early as possible, but the technology prohibited that, right? By the time you did the traditional playbook, you're maybe, depending upon where it is in the world, you have connectivity for early connectivity, quite frankly, maybe three to six months out. And you're sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, I've just lost three to six months on getting some of those savings. There's so much pressure on these organizations. Is there a word of advice that you would give them, given the fact of you see, you do this on a daily basis? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think what I would say synergy should be looked at from two broader perspectives, right? Traditionally, the focus has been on cost, cost, cost. It's important. 
absolutely important and try to maximize your cost energies in first 12 months as much as possible right because after that the priorities will change things will change but do not underestimate the value of revenue synergies so focus should be more given to revenue synergies so if you can grow your revenue if you can grow your margins if you can grow your rates right rate cards you can get better value created so cost energy pressure will get reduced because then you can reinvest that in terms of eliminating any associated technology debt also, right? So revenue synergy have to focus. And if you look at Microsoft acquisition that happened with the LinkedIn, right? That was purely revenue synergy game. It was not cost synergy game. Similarly at the Facebook. And we just published an article on this also. Are revenue synergies must have or nice to have? And it would be an interesting read for audience to have a look at it also. Oh, for sure. And we'll make sure that um, we attach that so that this way they have that information when we post this. Praveen, this is so interesting. You know, I, Sammy, I'd like to hear from you. Are you finding the the prospects, the customers that Zscaler that you're working with, are you finding the same things or are you finding anything different? No, uh, I fully agree with what uh, Praveen articulated. The, the broad objectives are definitely revenue and cost synergies. Uh, additionally, what's uh, happening because of the recent geopolitics is some of the cross-border transactions uh, focused on, let's say, defense, manufacturing, industrials, or anything to do with core infrastructure, those are getting more and more hit by attacks. So as these cross-border transactions are taking place, there is an even more focus on securing those acquired company networks. So we are seeing buyers trying to prepare even before day one on ways and means to secure the the company that they are planning to acquire or at least baseline their security posture so they know what they are getting into, right? So that's one thing that I would add. The second is there are some sectors. So for example, if you take financial services, there's a lot of transactions going on in the fintech, insurtech world, right? So legacy institutions buying those fintechs and insurtechs. Now, what's happening is these legacy institutions are still most likely operating on mainframe-based platform or those legacy platforms. And then when they acquire these fintechs, they are fully cloud-native, right? How do they come together uh, seamlessly? That's a key challenge that these legacy institutions are trying to solve. And we are, you know, front and square helping them connect those two networks when it comes to legacy buying something new that's born in the cloud. Can you talk about how you help connect, you know, how do, how does the actual uh, mergers and acquisition divestor group here at Zscaler help in that manner? Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you take the, the second example I gave, you know, let's say a legacy platform a company that's operating on a legacy platform architecture trying to buy into a fintech or insurtech, the, their strategy for day one is, let's say, give new set of laptops to those users. Any application that they have to access in their world, they're going to use their old laptop. Any application that they have to use into the buyer co, they will use the buyer co's uh, laptop. That's a very simple use case. Now, how long can this happen, right? Uh, that results in user experience. That's one uh, issue. The second is, to province point, revenue synergy. So they are buying all these fintechs and insurtechs to 
add to their platform, but those applications are not talking to each other, right? That's another issue, right? So that's where we bring in our zero trust cloud-based platform where we can help achieve the same functionality using a more uh, nimble and a cloud-based approach, right? So many times the key benefit is time to value. What takes 12, 12 months or 18 months, we can do in less than half the time, right? So that's a key benefit that, that they see. And because they accelerate the, the integration timeline, their ability to achieve revenue and cost synergy is also accelerated. You know, in my former role, I also found that, you know, when you do an integration, it's so confusing for an end user. The amount of change management coming at that end user from, and and just their mere thought that number one, do I have a job tomorrow, right? We've just been acquired by this company. It's, It's a big multinational. Do I have a job? Is my pay staying the same? How do I get to this? Where are my benefits? All these things are in their mind. And then, of course, you're going to get, you know, have the confusion of, well, how do I get to something? I've now been told I have to get to something on the acquire, you know, the enterprises network, but I use this way, this VPN to get to my stuff on my current network. How do I get to it on that? And I always found that the help desk was inundated by the poor, confused end user, right? Using Zscaler, we found that if you just allow technology to connect a user to that which they need to connect to, there's no confusion, right? You have happy users. Happy users are very productive users. And I also found, you know, in in, uh, Praveen, love if you have any thoughts on this or Sammy, I also found that technical teams would come back with different integration plans because previously in the old playbook, there would be multiple steps to integrate in order to minimize the amount of change management and confusion and just making an end user have to do something. And after using Zscaler, we found that, well, the steps shrunk. And I I said to my my team, I'm like, why? And they're like, well, we can do things in the background. We don't have to tell an user do this, do this, or do this. The technology does it for them. So it really helped the technical teams streamline the integration processes because we weren't impacting end users. Absolutely. Now, let me add a real case scenario that we're dealing with right now, right? So if you look at what you said and Sammy said, traditionally it was, oh, I got to protect my supply chain. So focus went on supply chain and finance for day one for closing perspective. But that dynamic has changed. End user experience is at the forefront of it because that causes two major risks. Loss of intellectual capital that walks out with the person out of the door. And second part, the degree of frustration that makes people do things and become complacent and things start to fall through the crack. So nowadays, when we're planning for transaction, end user is upfront and is part of the from beginning for day one planning. It's not an afterthought. Okay, now we have two laptops, which we're going to work. Am I going to toggle from here to there? No, it has to be seamless because they want collaboration to happen. And as Sammy said, that feeds eventually into how sales teams come together, right? How are they going to go after and use cross-sell, upsell their solutions in that regard too? So that's why... I completely concur. And that's where we found Zscaler to be a very critical part of our ecosystem offering, not only from integrating the end user in a faster manner, but also with your cybersecurity posture, right? That's available with us, with other ecosystem players. How do we make it happen? We understand day one financial is important. Control of supply chain is important. But this is at the same level which companies have started to assess now. This has been a wonderful conversation. I think one of my last questions to both of you is going to be really how, and Praveen, you already kind of touched on it, but, you know, 
how do you really see the ecosystem tying into the successes or for that matter, the struggles of these organizations? So I think ecosystem and upfront, your strategy, which sort of addresses the end state, right? has to be married together. What is your end state objective 18 months down the road, two years down the road, when you are sort of making this transaction complete, both from divestiture perspective or from integration perspective, right? And that ecosystem plays a very, very critical role. They want, everyone wants to have synergies upfront and sooner. Everyone wants to make sure collaboration is seamless. Everyone wants to make sure people feel part of a collective organization, right? So ecosystem becomes very, very important ecosystem, especially from infrastructure, plays a very critical role because it ties everything together. Yes, business applications may not change for first two, three months, four months, but eventually they will. So if you set the right foundation from ecosystem perspective, then you are on a right step to close transaction in a timely manner also. And that leads into your supply chain, that leads into your manufacturing, that leads into your sales and marketing function. So that's why bringing the infrastructure upfront in a faster integrated manner, rather than the traditional approach of step-by-step, I'm going to connect the data center, I'm going to connect the enterprise compute, I'm going to connect the users. We have to move away from that because that itself reduces 30% of your timeline. So one aspect of ecosystem is the product ecosystem. Right. So we really play well from a Zscaler standpoint. Many times, uh, especially, you know, if, if you talk about transactions driven by the private equity sector, many times the PE buyers try to focus on a cloud first strategy, which means if they are buying a company and standing up its IT, they just want all of its IT to be uh, cloud uh, based. So what that means is our ability to integrate really well with, you know, like let's say providers like Okta, CrowdStrike, Microsoft, AWS is going to be critical. And that's uh, our core strength, right, as a platform. The second part of the ecosystem that I would like to emphasize, and this ties back to, uh, uh, you know, collapsing of steps and making it easy, uh, our partnership with, firms like Tata Consultancy is very critical because as we talk to our clients and prospects about collapsing these steps, transforming their uh, M&A playbook, a huge component of our success is dependent on our clients' change management process, right? Many times we run into roadblocks because the client is not able to visualize the benefits or they're not able to work through their internal challenges. Right? And that's where partner, partnering with uh, a firm like Tata Consultancy will help us because they are plugged in closely across the, the food chain in our client organization. So they can work with them to come up with the right change management process so our platform can really drive value. I have to thank you both. This has been a great insight into how Zscaler works with TCS. And just from Praveen, from your view of what you're seeing, you know, across the world with organizations, what they're going through, I would love to welcome you both back. And, and for all listeners, we are going to, and hopefully Praveen, this will work for you, but I'd love to have another conversation really focused on life sciences and healthcare. And then maybe another episode we can do on retail and manufacturing in the future and give, our, give more of an insight into those, to those two areas. Absolutely. Look forward to And I really enjoyed this conversation too and look forward to having the future um, sector-specific discussions. 
Thank you both so much. And to our listeners, look forward to another episode soon of Cloudy with a Chance of Trust. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust. Check back with your podcast provider regularly for more episodes. You can find Lisa Lorenzen and Pam Kubiatowski on the CXO Revolutionaries website at revolutionaries.zscaler.com or on LinkedIn. Statements by Zscaler podcasters and guests are informational only and should never be construed as legal advice. You should consult with your legal advisor on matters related to you or your business. Zscaler makes no warranties, express, implied, or statutory as to the content of this podcast, and it is provided as is. Content on this podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are current as of the date of recording and subject to change. These statements are subject to the safe harbor provisions created by the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. Full legal disclaimers are available at revolutionaries.zscaler.com. Copyright 2022.